reaching Israel and the world. Beloved ones, may your faith go from strength to strength as you receive God's word today through this edition of Discovering the Jewish Jesus. Honey, we're going to be focusing on the truth that the Lord is continually calling us up to a higher level. And if we know he's calling us up and out of our comfort zone and we say no, Tim, we're going to experience a break in fellowship. I'm wondering if there's an episode in your life that you can recall where you sense that God was calling you out of your comfort zone to conquer a mountain and you resisted, but what finally happened when you said yes to him? I remember for me the mountain of going to Africa with you. When you received that call to go into missions and to go minister to the African people and the call was so clear that this was where God was going to move through you with power and with healing. And I resisted. I was in fear. Fear is what caused the resistance. And I knew that I had to overcome this fear. I had to uh, talk to the Lord about it and give over my fears to Him. He spoke to me, said, if you, you stay in your fears, you'll miss what I have for you. And so as I let go and followed you on that mountain to Africa, Father God was faithful in releasing His glory through our ministry to those Africans. Shalom uvrachah, beloved ones, peace and blessings today. Welcome to our study in the Song of Songs. This is now season three in this series that I'm calling Mysteries of the Song of Songs. And this book is one of the most profound books in the entire Word of God. As I've been saying, it reveals to us a dimension of God's nature that is not found in such depth and complexity any place else in the Bible. Literally, it was about the Shulamite bride's relationship to King Solomon. But we need to remember that every book in the Bible is ultimately about Yeshua, and it all points to him. This is why Jesus, in the book of Luke chapter 24, took his disciples on a journey through the law and the prophets and the Psalms and showed them all the things about himself. In other words, Yeshua unearthed the writings in the Tanakh and showed his disciples how ultimately all of the writings in the Hebrew Bible were pointing to him. And so we need to interpret the Song of Songs ultimately as a poetic love song between the Lord through Yeshua and his people. Now, I want to encourage you to go back and watch all the other episodes beginning in season one. I don't think there's any season that I've received, any, any episode or series, I should say, that I've received more feedback from than I have in my teaching on the Song of Songs. I taught on it years ago, 50 episodes, 5-0, taught on it for an entire year, and I don't think I ever received so much feedback from our viewers in terms of lives that were transformed as I did when I taught on the Song of Songs. So there's real transforming revelation that can change our lives and bring us into deeper intimacy with Hashem through Yeshua as we receive His Word as it's taught in this book. Now let's continue right where we left off last week. I'm going to verse number 10 of chapter 2. 
My beloved responded and said to me, arise, my darling, my beautiful one. Now, what is happening here is that the Shulamite bride, who's a shadow of you and I, she's saying, my beloved God, Yeshua, responded to me and he said, arise, my darling, my beautiful one, and come along. For behold, the winter is past, the rain is over, the flowers have already appeared in the land, the time has arrived for the pruning of the vines. And he goes on in verse 13, the fig tree has ripened its figs, the vine is in blossom and has given forth their fragrance. Arise, my darling, my beautiful one, and come along. So what is taking place here? I know that if you're hearing this for the first time, you're kind of wondering, what, what is going on here? What is Rabbi Schneider talking about? What's he getting at? So because this is an extended series and I'm picking up in the middle, I need to put that portion that I just read in context. The Shulamite bride had just seen Yeshua leaping on the mountains in verse number 8 of chapter 2. He was leaping from mountaintop to mountaintop. He's looking at her as she's in the valley. And now he says to her, Arise, my darling, and come along. The winter is past. It's time for you to come along. The vine has blossomed. They're giving forth their fragrance. Arise, my darling, my beautiful one, and come along. So let's put this in context. Let's take a couple steps back. The Shulamite bride started out in chapter 1 with Yeshua coming to her and bringing her into his presence, bringing her in to the banquet hall. It starts with a love encounter. She said, the king has brought me in to his chambers. This is the most intimate language that one could imagine. She had encountered the fullness of Jesus's love. And then she was just basking in his shade, she went on to say. So this was again like the early days of many of our salvation experience where we just felt so embraced by God's love. And she had remained in that state of just experiencing God's goodness for some time, as I said last week. But now, beloved one, things are about to dramatically shift. She sees Jesus on the mountain, and now Jesus says to her, my darling, come on now. Get up and come along. Arise, my darling, in verse 10 of chapter 2. Get up, arise, my darling, my beautiful one, and come along. It's time for you to leave where you're at. You've received enough strength in my love. You've received enough healing. It's time for you now to come out of the valley, to come out from under my shade, to come out from just laying in the beautiful presence of my atmosphere, it's time for you to get up and conquer. Because remember, she sees Yeshua, he's on the mountain. So if you think about going up a mountain, you've got to conquer something. That's why people that are mountain climbers, they have to conquer the mountain. He repeats it. The fig tree has ripened its figs. The vine is in blossom. It's given forth the fragrance. Arise my darling, my beautiful one, and come along. Unfortunately, she is not quite ready in her flesh to come out from her comfort zone. She's not ready to conquer the mountain. She wants to stay put. She wants to just bask in his presence. She doesn't want to conquer anything. 
She doesn't want to conquer her fears. She doesn't want to conquer her insecurity. She doesn't want to try something new. She doesn't want to step out in faith. She just wants to stay in his presence. And I wonder how many of us are in that same boat. There's things that God wants us to tackle in life. He wants to step out in faith and do something. For some of you, he wants you to go get a job or a new job or to, to, to get married or I don't know what it is. I mean, it could be a million different things to confront a relationship, to, to build a relationship, to, to ask forgiveness, to, to whatever the situation is. There are things in our lives that God is wanting us to do. In fact, they're even required that we do if we're going to ascend the mountain of faith. But too many of us just want to stay where we're at. We don't want to try new things. We don't want to go new places. We just want to stay in our familiar atmosphere. We don't want to be stretched. We're afraid to witness. We're afraid to share our faith. We're afraid to take risk. We're afraid, beloved, to go up the mountain. One of my favorite times of ministry is when I minister to the pastors. We saw great impartation as we began to speak into the pastors' lives. We saw them begin to repent, they were refreshed, and they renewed their commitment, beloved, to do the work of an evangelist, to preach the gospel, and to carry on in their ministries. It was a great time. I want to pray right now for power for you. And this is what I'd like to do. I'd like just the senior pastors, please, to come and stand before me right now. King Jesus, you said you would baptize us with the Holy Spirit and power. And I ask now, Father, that as I lay my hands on these pastors, that you'd release power, a supernatural anointing to evangelize in the mighty name in the mighty, mighty, matchless name of King Jesus. The purpose of discovering the Jewish Jesus is to evangelize and make disciples through the preaching of the gospel to Israel and the world. But this can only be accomplished through faithful partnership from viewers like you. If God is moving on your heart to become a monthly partner, call 800-777-7835 or visit rabbipartners.com. When you become a monthly partner, Rabbi would like to impart into your life with a very special gift, an authentic shofar made in Israel. The shofar proclaims Yeshua's return and announces the kingdom of God upon the earth. Begin your monthly partnership today. So back to the text, remember what's happened is the Shulamite bride has just been in a state of being blessed, just experiencing God's goodness and his presence. But she's been there long enough. She's, she's strong enough now to step out in faith and conquer her fears 
to do things that she was afraid to do before, to go up the mountain. I remember as a young boy, a little boy, maybe seven years old, we went to the swimming pool one day and there was a this diving board, this high diving board. And I saw kids my age that were jumping and diving off the high diving board. And I was petrified. I was scared to death to do it. But praise God, one day, finally, I got off the courage and walked up that ladder and jumped off that high diving board. But it took a little bit of time for me to come out of my comfort zone on the ground and do this new thing. But in order, beloved, to enter great realms of victory, we have to conquer our fears and take risks. That at the time seemed like a huge thing for me. Of course, now we look back on it as adults and it wasn't such a big deal, but there are other things in our lives that we need to do to step out. The Lord was calling this woman, the Shulamite bride, to come up the mountain with her, but because she just wanted to be comfortable, because she just wanted to experience God's love and presence, but wasn't willing to risk, to face her fears, to do new things, she refused to go. So listen what she says here in verse number 17. Until the cool of the day, when the shadows flee away, and she's talking to Jesus now, she says, turn my beloved and be like a gazelle or a young stag on the mountains of Bethair. Now again, I know this sounds like Greek to many of you. Remember, this is Hebrew poetry. So permit me to explain what I believe is going on here. And I've spent a great deal of time uh, researching and praying and being involved in the written word of God, particularly in the, in, in the Song of Songs. What is going on here in verse 17 is she's saying, Lord, until my doubt passes away, I'm not going to come. Listen again. Until the cool of the day, when, it, when I feel refreshed, when the shadows flee away. So she said, Lord, I can't come right now until I feel ready, till I feel really good, till I feel like I'm ready, until my doubt goes away. Until the cool of the day when the shadows flee away. You think of a shadow as something dark. So she's saying, Lord, until I'm not afraid anymore, until I'm not afraid anymore, I'm not going to come. She continues, turn my beloved. She's literally telling Jesus, don't bother me. She's literally telling Yeshua, turn away from me, turn my beloved, and be like a gazelle. Don't bother me with this anymore. She's saying to the Lord, don't talk to me about this anymore. Turn away, turn away, my beloved, be like a gazelle or a young stag on the mountains of Bethair. Now, what does the word Bethair mean? It's the Hebrew word meaning, incorporating the concept of separation. So in saying no to Jesus, there was actually a separation. Remember, this is poetic revelation. When Jesus said, come up the mountain, conquer that fear, come out of your comfort zone, do this new thing, stretch yourself. If you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've already got. If you want something new, if you want something more, if you want to enter, the, enter into the new thing, you've got to do something new. But she said no. Not until it's the cool of the day when I feel ready, all my doubt and fear is gone, when the shadows flee away. So you go now, turn away, be like a gazelle on the mountains of Bethair, on the mountains of separation. So she's basically saying, God, leave me alone with this. I just want to feel you. She did not realize the price she was going to pay for saying no to the Lord 
when he was requiring something of her. I wonder if you right now are in a similar place in your life. There's been something again that God has been asking you to do, requiring you to do, but you've closed your heart to him in that area of your life. It's like, Lord, you can talk to me about this and you can talk to me about that, but don't talk to me about this. Turn away from me about this. I don't want to hear you talk to me about this. That's what she did. And you know what resulted? Separation. On the mountain of Bethere of separation. I remember in my life there was a time I, I lost about 40 pounds probably five years ago. And I remember I, I said to the Lord, Lord, you could talk to me about anything, but don't talk to me about my eating habits. I literally had a conscious awareness that I said, Lord, I'm not ready to listen to you about giving up my pastries and giving up my cookies and giving up my sweets. It's like I blocked him out in that way. And it was even a conscious thing. I'm not ready for you to talk to me about that, Lord. I mean, very immature on my part, but that's the truth. I blocked him out. But you know what happens when we say no to the Lord, when he's telling us it's time to conquer this thing? What happens, beloved, is Bethair, separation. And that's what she experienced. Listen, on my bed, as we continue in the text, chapter 3, the very next verse, on my bed, night after night, I sought him whom my soul loves. I sought him, but did not find him. She thought she could just stay where she was, continue to feel his goodness, and say no to him about coming up the mountain. What she didn't realize is that when she said no to him, she wasn't going to be able to feel his presence anymore. You see, if we say no to the Lord in just one area of our life that we know he's highlighting, we have a conscious awareness that he's speaking to us about something in our life that we need to change. For some of you, and I know that I'm speaking to an audience now made up some of young people and the lifestyle and the culture today is such a different moral standard than the standard of the scripture. You're involved in illegitimate relationships. Some of you are sleeping with people that you're not married to. There's all types of illicit sexual behavior going on, homosexuality, promiscuity, all of it's going on. And it's like you're saying, I'm saying yes to you, God, but don't talk to me about this area of my life. But you know what happens, beloved? If we block out the Lord's voice in that area of our life that he's wanting to highlight, it breaks fellowship with him. It only takes one area of our life to be consciously saying no to God about that will bring us to a place of broken fellowship with him. And that's what this poor Shulamite bride experienced at this point in her journey. Again, she thought she could stay in her comfort zone and be blessed. She didn't realize that the pain that would come to her life from saying no to God when he was asking her to come up the mountain and conquer that thing, that the pain that she got from saying no to him was greater than the pain that she would have experienced from going up the mountain. She thought it'd be too painful to go up the mountain. That's why she said no. It's too uncomfortable. It's too risky. But she found out it was more painful to say no. And so again, she continues in chapter 3. On my bed, night after night, I sought him whom my soul loves. I sought him, but did not find him. She could not be reunited to Yeshua until she said yes to him and went up the mountain and conquered that thing that he was requiring her to conquer because he loved her. 
and because he wanted her to come into unity with him. I wonder, will you and I surrender to the Lord in the area of our life that he's speaking to us about that we haven't yet surrendered to him in? I'm always looking at myself and conscious where there's parts in my life that I haven't fully surrendered. And the way to begin is just to say, Lord, I want to give you this in my life. Help me to surrender this area in my life. Don't run from coming under his light. Don't run from coming under his microscope. Don't run from letting him examine you. David said, try me and search me. And if there's any unclean thing in me, Lord, forgive me and cleanse me of it. We can't run from God's call. We can't run from that thing he's asking us to repent of. We have to say, even if it's just a beginning, say, Lord, you know, I'm really struggling, surrendering this to you. I, I can sense that I'm resisting you in this area of my life, but Lord, I don't want to. Help me to say yes to you in this area because I know I don't have a choice. Because if we don't pick up our cross, deny ourselves, and be broken under obedience, then we're going to end up, beloved, by being broken by the powers of darkness. So there really isn't a choice. It's life or death. Whom will we choose? So, Father, right now, I just want to ask you, beloved one, to get on your knees with me if you can do that. If there's an area or areas in your life where you know that Father has been speaking to you about, some of you have even been resisting for a year or longer. But today, God can change that. Father God, in Jesus' name, we want to thank you for your mercy. And Father, we want to thank you that your grace will help us to be obedient. I think about what Yeshua said about the rich man uh, uh, being harder for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God than for a camel to walk through the eye of a needle. And how the disciples said, well, how can anybody be saved? And Yeshua said, what's impossible with man is possible with God. So, Father, we thank you and we look to you right now from where our salvation comes. And we ask you for the grace to repent of and to turn away from anything in our life that needs to be fully surrendered to you. Father, we learn from the Song of Songs that we need to come up the mountain, that we need to come out of our comfort zone, that we need to come out of clinging to those things that are naturally familiar to us to obey you. So, Father, right now, I repent. I repent for all of us right now in dust and ashes. Father God, have mercy. Make us and mold us. Break anything in us, Father God, that's in the way. And, Father God, help us to self-initiate saying yes to you and conquering our fears, conquering our sin, conquering our doubts, so that we can be fully unified to you through Yeshua. Father, we love you and we bless you today. Father, you said that you'd complete in us what you started that you're the author and finisher of our faith. So, Father, if there's any mountain of separation, any mountain of Bethair between us and you, Father God, we want it destroyed. Help us to destroy it. Help us to come against it. Help us not to hide in the darkness from you. Help us not to run from your call and from being obedient to you. Father God, I'm asking you for a powerful release of divine energy and electricity in every soul right now that's hearing your word under the sound of my voice. God, that would be broken in pieces to you so we can be made whole and complete in Messiah Yeshua. We surrender ourselves in obedience to you, King Jesus. Our faith and obedience releases the power of God in our belly. What I mean by that is we can choke the Holy Spirit. 
The Bible says, grieve not the Holy Spirit that was given to you. And some of us are hindering God's working in our life because we're not trusting Him and surrendering to Him and honoring Him with our finances. Now, I know that you're so used to hearing preachers talk about this, but the truth is, beloved ones, it's important what all of us do with our finances. And all of us need to be honoring our maker with our finances. I just wanna ask you today, if this is something that the Lord's been talking to you about, and he's been feeding you, blessing you with this ministry, with discovering the Jewish Jesus, would you open your heart and let him speak to you if he is urging you or is witnessing to you to make an offering to him to discovering the Jewish she is today. Beloved, there's always a blessing for obedience. This is Rabbi Schneider saying, I love you and shalom. Here's how you can donate or become a monthly partner. Send your tax-deductible gift to Discovering the Jewish Jesus, P.O. Box 777, Blissfield, Michigan, 49228. Or to give by credit card, visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call 1-800-777-7835 or text the keyword rabbi to 45777. To show our appreciation, we'll send you an audio CD and download of Rabbi's Message of the Month and our most recent newsletter. Your gift is bringing salvation, healing, and deliverance to Israel and the world through television, internet, and crusade outreaches. Finally, many of us have honored God with our finances while living, but have we considered how we can honor the Lord with our finances when we pass on? For more information, click Will and Estate Gifts at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. I'm on the Mount of Olives, and I want to close the broadcast today by speaking the blessing that Father God said should be spoken over his people. In the book of Numbers, chapter 6, the Lord told Moses and Aaron, Speak these words over my people, and I will place my name upon them and bless them. Yavarech Yahweh Ya'er Yahweh Vihunecha Yisa Yahweh Penavelecha Veasem Lecha Shalom May Father God, Yahweh, the God of Israel, bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord your Father lift you up by his countenance. And Father God is going to continue his beloved child to give you his peace. Revelation today for a brighter tomorrow. Find Discovering the Jewish Jesus on all your favorite social media outlets and stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. Connecting with Discovering the Jewish Jesus has never been easier. If two of you agree on earth about anything that they may ask, it shall be done for them by my Father who is in heaven. 
Let our prayer team pray for you. Send us your prayer request today by visiting our website or writing to the address on the screen. Our prayer team lifts up every individual request before the Lord. And then, as God answers your prayer request, or if God has touched your life through discovering the Jewish Jesus, send us your testimony. We want to rejoice with you, and your testimony will encourage others. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Today's episode concludes the series, Mysteries of the Song of Songs, Season 3. If you've enjoyed this series and would like to purchase a copy, visit our website or call the number on your screen.